It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Raising Golfers Podcast. Another wonderful week. I actually just took a week off after the 4th of July. We had a break in our summer camps and we had a week gap between our Operation 36 semester programs. So did a little staycation here in San Diego and had a wonderful time with the family. We did everything possible that I can imagine with the kids. The kids had a blast. We had a blast. I could probably use another week off just to rest now. It was a very active staycation, but it was so much fun and got a chance to play a little bit of golf as well. And uh, going to give a shout out to one of the local golf courses here nearby, Goat Hill. We were able to go there with some of our friends, listeners of the podcast, Ryan and his youngest son and my oldest son. We went and did a, I guess we played nine holes, or 12 holes. We played quite a bit. Uh, it's a three-hole course. It's called the Playground, and they have it next to their actual, you know, regulation golf course. And it's really cool. You just show up, and the holes are somewhere between, I would say, 50, 60 yards, and I think the shortest one is probably about 30, 40 yards. And you can kind of just keep circling around. And then there's like a like a honor system green fee box, and you just put your green fee money inside the box, and it's really cheap. And they they even promote it where your children under the age of 17 get to play for free and accompanying parents I believe are $2 and adults who aren't accompanying any children is $5 so it's really cool a lot of fun had a good time now this episode's called some things we just can't teach and I've been thinking about this a lot you know I think over my coaching career we even had an episode back in season one where Neil Plimmer and I talked about the power of of environments and community and how important that is for children. And this kind of ties in with that because I was, I kind of had this moment just the other day, we were actually at a uh, public swimming pool. And I'm gonna tell you the story, even though it's not related to golf, but it made me just think how much it is related to golf. And, you know, there's just a lot of things that us adults, you know, I feel like, we can't necessarily teach directly. However, providing that environment and that community, we can definitely set up for the children to allow them to thrive. So anyways, the story is is that we were at this local community pool. We're having a great time. They have a splash pad. They've also got a pool. And my oldest son, he's three. He has one of those like um, swim vests that has the floaties that go around his arms and his chest. He can swim around the pool now on his own with that thing on. But he's a little hesitant to put his mouth, nose, eyes, and head underwater. And even when he jumps into the water, he wants me to catch him because he doesn't want his, you know, head to go underwater, which is, you know, totally understandable. And, you know, I've kind of showed, I've, I've tried as a parent to show him that it's okay. You know, we have to close our mouth. We have to hold our breath. We can close our eyes. And he's done it a few times, but he doesn't really have much interest. And if I ask him if he wants to try it again or jump without me catching him, he says, no, 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 no. So it was a play date and we had a friend come and join us at the swimming pool. And this boy, he is about the same age as my oldest son and he's taken swim lessons. Both his parents have a background in water polo. So, you know, they're, they're, they're very acclimated to 
pools and water and this boy can just jump off the edge and his head can go into the water and he can swim just briefly over to his parents. So my son, this is me, let's just say, you know, fast forwarding an hour or rewinding an hour, I try to get my son to put his head in the water. He wouldn't do it. And it's something we've talked about, you know, over the last few weeks. He sees this boy jumping in and now all of a sudden, what does my son want to do? He wants to do the same thing this boy's doing. So now it's like, first of all, I don't want my life vest on. And second of all, I want to jump in just like this boy and I want my head to go into water. And my wife was with my son at this point in the water and that aha moment came when I'm just thinking, you know, it's just, there's just some things we can't teach. We just, you know, the children learn from children. They learn from their environments and they learn from the people that they're around. And, you know, I think it's just so important to have children be there and other children being with our children while they are learning allows our children to then try things that are new or test the, the waters, no pun intended. And I think it's an encouragement that sometimes us adults, we can't even do, even though we are role models to children, it's just some things that we can't do or we can't teach sometimes directly to children. Because I could say over and over and over, you know, let's try to put your head under water. This is how you do it. Watch me. My son says, no, no, no. Now imagine you put that in the world of golf and, you know, you do a one-on-one lesson or you're an adult trying to tell your child to, you know, hit certain shots this way or that way. And they're a little bit resistant or they don't like it. So we put them in a group environment. They're with other children. They see other children hitting that shot. And guess what? They might come home hitting the shot you were trying to teach them or hit the shot you wanted in their practice. And now they're doing it without any resistance. They're doing it well. And the reason they're doing it, they saw their friend doing it in the practice session. So again, as adults, I think we are very, very important role models. There's a lot of things and most things that we do teach to children. But there just are some things that we just can't teach. And again, I think it's just so important to have our children in the proper environment and, and place for them to learn. And I think with golf, it's it's really important. So when I have parents ask me, they say, you know, do you teach children? And I always say, yes, of course. And then they say, do you teach children one-on-ones? You know, my first kind of thought is, is, well, I do, but let's think what's best for that child or for your child. You know, so obviously I need to dig deeper and ask them some more questions. Um, not all children are the same, of course, but I'm going to guess that most children like to have fun and they like to be in that environment with other children around. And from my experience, that's held to be true. So, you know, a lot of times as a coach, I explain to parents that, you know, there's a lot of things that come out of the environment of children being in a group setting that they thrive in and it encourages them and gives them the best experiences in the game of golf to keep them in for a long time. And then if they want to take their golf to the next level, whether it's tournament play, college golf, whatever, you know, they'll make that decision. And of age, meaning when they get older, then their practice settings and their, you know, one-on-one coaching or group settings, all that's going to change and align with whatever it is that their goals are. But I think for most children, especially under the age of, I would say 13, to be honest, most of them, would still thrive in a group setting. Now, if they've made the commitment to play tournament golf at a young age, which there's a lot of kids out there that are, and maybe you who are listening thinking, well, geez, my kid's been playing tournament golf since he was seven or since she was six. Well, 
you know, I think we need to have a balance. And I think that's something that we're going to get into a little bit here in just a minute with some of the things that I want to say. So, you know, the first thing that I'd like to just kind of touch on is just kind of how children do learn. And I think I'm going to focus more on the primary school age, just because I think the bulk of the listeners of this podcast have children somewhere between the age of probably six and 12. And I think a lot of them would fall under this. So, you know, I think, again, going back is children do learn in different ways and no child's the same, but some of them learn by seeing, some of them learn by hearing, by reading, others learn by doing. And children also learn by using objects in different ways. And what's interesting is the golf club itself is an object and, you know, it kind of goes back to, let's just say a child starting in the game of golf. I think in the past, I would always adjust a child's hand so they'd hold the club properly. Now, I think they kind of have to figure it out and explore. So if they go left hand low, if they do hockey stick style, if they have two hands overlapping each other, I don't think it really matters, you know, what it is they're doing with with the club or the object. They're trying to experiment with it to see what's going to allow them to best hit the shot that they want to hit. And you'd be surprised that children will make adjustments over time on their own just because of the progression of their uh, hand-eye coordination and just seeing what other children are doing and just being able to figure out the efficiency of how the club moves around their body. So I don't think we have to necessarily race to make adjustments in how they hold it. I think we have to give them more time to experiment with the tool, with the object, and let them use it in a different way. And you'd be surprised that a lot of a lot of you know, children, we think they're right-handed. They actually might be left-handed with something like golf. And, you know, we wouldn't know that unless we give them enough time to experiment with it and swing the club or the object in that manner. Now, another thing is, is that children aren't born with social skills. And, you know, it's an interesting one because you kind of think we are, but we actually aren't. Children have to learn social skills. And I think a lot of that is just by putting them again in those types of environments. So put them in a group setting, you know, having them learn competition through fun and games, I think it's really, really important. And again, that environment, those social skills, a lot of times we can't teach those things, but the environment will, the community will. And giving our children the most opportunities to be in that type of environment, I think will allow them to thrive. So now I, I, I kind of want to touch on the this interesting one, and this is going to sound like, yeah, I know, duh, Travis, but learning by doing and how it connects to the game of golf. So Obviously, golf is a sport where really you are doing a lot, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're putting, you're chipping, you're hitting, you're basically swinging the club all the time. You're doing, doing, doing. But, you know, sometimes it's a restricted learning environment. And I would argue to say that a lot of it isn't on the golf course. So I think playing on the golf course is huge for the learning by doing. And there's so much to learn out in the golf course. And the golf course gives us that environment to force us to be creative, to experiment with different things and putting children in that environment during the learning process is not only fun, but it's also going to help them progress if that's what they want to do. And I think it's also keeps it interesting. Number one thing besides the games that we play at our summer camp is the children request to go on the golf course. And I think there's a reason as they enjoy it out there. There's, there's, there's so many things for them to do and see and, it's just fun for them and they're they're learning by doing and being on the actual golf course golf is played on a golf course let's remember that and what's interesting is examples from my operation 36 program 
is, you know, it's a very, very classic case of allowing children to learn by doing because we had this girl and she's almost seven years old and her first score from 25 yards, which is division one for operation 36, she shot a 61 and just two weeks ago in our final one, she shot a 42 and she had never played on the golf course before she started this program. So when she shot the 61, that was her first experience out on the golf course. By the time she did the final one, that was her fourth experience in the golf course. And she learned by doing, and she was coming to the classes. And again, I teach very lightly and she was learning and improving in the classes as well. But I think just putting her in that environment, going out in the golf course has allowed her to thrive. And again, you know, the environment is the golf course. The environment of these unholy events was created from me as an adult, but it wasn't necessarily me teaching her on the golf course to figure out to get the ball in the hole in the least amount of strokes. So I think that's really, really important to remember. And I look back at my own upbringing in the game of golf, and a lot of it wasn't on the driving range. And I didn't have very many golf lessons, to be honest. I was out there playing with my friends, and I was on the golf course all the time, all summer long. And well, you know, I became a competitive golfer. I still am a competitive golfer. And I do this for my profession now, and I still play good golf, have my bad days, don't get me wrong. But it's because I was learning by doing. And, you know, I'm going to get into the next part of this, which is the competition part. And, you know, I, th I think it's really, really important for children if they want to be competitive in the game of golf to then allow them to be in some of these different competitive environments. So what does that mean? Well, I think the first one would be that they need to be out there practicing and playing with friends. You know, I think about the students who I've coached over the years who have succeeded in, let's say, tournament play based on results, because that's what they wanted. They were succeeding, I think, because of the learning environments that they were in. And, you know, growing up from a young age, they were meeting their friends at the golf course, and they still hang out with their friends at the golf course. And I think about other students that I've had who say they want to have good results in tournaments, they want to be good tournament players, but they kind of do it all alone, meaning they just do one-on-one -on -one lessons, they don't have any group classes, and they also, when they go practice and play, they're just doing it by themselves or maybe with one of their parents, which is okay, but there's just not enough balance where they actually get enough feel and sense of that competitiveness. And trust me, when they're out there practicing with their friends, they're creating their own games, they are winning, they are losing, they're learning together. And again, I think a lot of that are just those things that we just can't teach, but we can provide that environment. We can help them, you know, get their friends to the golf course with them playing together. Those are things that we can do as adults. But, you know, some of those things we just can't teach, you know. Other recommendations is find a PGA Junior League in your area. A lot of golf courses offer this program and we used to do them when I coached golf up in Northern California. It was fantastic. It's really, really good for them to kind of ease their way into competition if that's something they want to dabble into. And it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of team camaraderie and they can learn from older players and they also play golf in like a team environment. So it's really, really, really cool. And then the final thing I'd recommend is just, you know, having them do some friendly matches, you know, Go out on the golf course with their friends and, um, you know, whether it's playing match play, whether it's playing stroke play, you know, that is what's going to get them 
to be where they want to be if they want to compete and they've got to do it day in and day out with their friends because that just that little bit of competition will help prepare them best for tournament play so here's my recommendation for us adults i want you to remember that of course we are role models we probably are the number one role models whether you're you're the coach or whether you're a parent of a child who plays golf we are the biggest role models however to have our children thrive we need to have a balance of different environments that give our children the best opportunities to learn. And I think that balance is just putting in a little bit of those things we talked about today. Allow them to learn by doing, allow them if they wanna to compete to be in those competitive environments and allow them to be with other children. And I think that is so important for their development and social skills, not only for the game of golf, but also for life. So I had this, this aha moment I'm sure you've thought about this as well. If you haven't, I think you're gonna think about it a little bit more deeply and let me know your feedback on this. And you know, maybe you can give me some examples of how you've seen, whether it was your own child or, or children that you coach thrive in these types of environments and learn by not necessarily direct coaching from us adults, but from their peers. Have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoy the open. It's gonna be a fantastic four days of golf. I can't wait to watch it and look forward to having you here back on the podcast next week. Thanks so much, guys.